survived, Nani. I texted you. I thought this was going to overtime. Like I was like, I, I was pretty sure that we would get, you know, an extra free five minutes of basketball. Um, but third quarter, uh, Lakers go up. They're cruising. And then, you know, Washington makes that same adjustment that a lot of teams do, the exact same one. They put their center, right? They put Kristaps Porzingis onto Russell Westbrook. And it completely changed the total flow of the game. Um, and, you know, he was baited into bad shots, I thought, in that quarter. Uh, took a threes, took the mid-range pull-ups, took the, you know, really contested layups. And I think not only does that mess with your offense, I think that also messed up our transition defense. I think we're mismatched going down the other way. But, uh, Donnie, do you agree that was kind of the the shift in the game? And, I you know, I tweeted it's been the same movie. And I think that's part – I don't know how movies work again, but I think like that was the middle part of the movie. That's the same every time that I see. But do you agree with that, that that was like the shift uh, in this game? Uh, Give yourself some credit. I think you have a basic understanding of how movies work. So (laughs) that'll work. Um, Yeah, for sure. Uh, That was definitely a part of it. I kind of felt like just overall the second half starting off, um, I think it was pretty early in the third quarter where LeBron, Kind of that weird play in the backcourt where he kind of fell down, tripped over like Lonnie or something. And then, oh, yeah. Like right after that is when he went up for that basket, fell down. And uh, I think everyone watching heard what he said. Uh, that worked when he fell mm-hmm. down on his leg. And I kind of thought that kind of, I don't know if it was hurting him or if he's just kind of <laughs> generally annoyed from that fall. But I feel like his energy really got reduced after that. And just like kind of the mm-hmm. team's overall energy did. And then I kind of felt like once they were, kind of getting out of that funk is when uh, Reeves' <laughs> initial ankle injury happened. Well, it was the same yeah. thing the entire time, but the first time he left the game. Uh, and I kind of felt like that overall was kind of messing with their energy, just in addition to, you know, what you were talking about with Chris Stops, uh guarding Ross and that adjustment. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, Austin came back in, uh, he tried it out, and then he left the game. And then came back in again and uh, closed it, which is good. And Lonnie Walker, I guess, too, uh, kind of got hurt. I forgot which play he got hurt on. But, yeah, the energy kind of dipped. I just think, like, that kind of, you know, and our adjustment still is the same on that. We still let the guard kind of shoot. And when Russ went out of the game, they did the same thing to Dennis Schroeder. They just put for, they just moved Porzingis over to uh, Dennis Schroeder. And I thought he, you know, did a little better job of attacking that. He still took a three, but he drove and kicked to uh, who Donnie, I think, is the star of, these last two games, Thomas Bryant. Uh, so uh, versus Denver against, you know, Jokic, uh, he had 21 points and six rebounds, was just huge, I thought, in the fourth quarter. And again, uh, again tonight, uh, 16 points, uh, 10 rebounds, um, just big-time play for him. And to me, that's the counter to that. So they had Dennis Schroeder on Porzingis, and he drove at him, and he kicked out to Thomas Bryant. So they had the floor kind of five-out space um, instead of four. But – he was huge, and, you know, he's never going to defend great. He has a bunch of fouls. I love when, like, you know, he doesn't catch a pass and he gets upset at himself for, like, three straight possessions, just hand in the face. Um, but what did you see from, like, Thomas Bryant? I thought I thought he was, like, the star of this one besides, you know, obviously LeBron, who was, I think, who's looked really good again. But uh, Thomas Bryant, I thought, really came in and uh, changed kind of the flow and energy that you were talking about in the fourth quarter. Oh, I was, I was trying to do my best Raj impression tonight, so I've got some notes here. And my okay, my, last, nice. my last note before, you know, just trying to just beg the Lakers to not lose this game was uh, 
Schroeder and Bryant. Apparently, the uh, like an elite strong side driving kick duo did not did not really yeah. see that coming. Uh, <laughs> just spamming the Schroeder drive and kick out the Bryant in the corner for a three play. Uh, loved it though, and yeah, like. I was kind of just thinking, you know, during this game, kind of thinking back to last year, just especially with that, you know, let's just point out the elephant in the room. AD's out for the next month, uh, probably. I don't even know anymore. But I was kind of just thinking about when AD went out last year and just kind of like what may be different with this year's team compared to last year's team. And I do think it's, you know, it's not going to be fun, but I think it's going to be going much better this year. At least maybe we'll be more okay. interested in the games just because we've got high energy guys like Bryant, um, like Lonnie, like, you know, Austin Reeves, I feel like has a more prominent role already at this point in the season than last year. I may be wrong on that, but mm-hmm. um, I just feel like Bryant's just one of those high energy guys where it's like you just put, put them all around LeBron and like, you know, it might not be pretty like this game, but you know, you're going to get at least more, you know, better results than we got, what we got on a night night basis last season. Yeah, and it feels like, you know, this Brian is getting at least his conditioning back. Like, I don't not, I don't think he's the exact same player that he was, obviously, in Washington, where I don't think he would be a Batman guy. But I think these last few games, like, he obviously, you know, got hurt really early, and it's hard to kind of recreate NBA minutes. And I think early on, you saw that a lot. Um, and again, not great defensively, but, you know, he tries, he goes up, he contests at the rim as much as he can. And I, I feel like he's getting kind of that, you know, that rhythm back that he was as a player. And, you know, he was missing all kinds of threes and they weren't even close. And yeah, that corner three looks like it's going, at least it was going tonight. Um, and if he can hit that, Donnie, that changes a lot of what this team makeup can be. If he can add, like, just to be a spacer, that would help so much considering how many guards we play that can't shoot. Because it's so crippling to your team. Like, if your guard can't shoot and your center can't shoot, then you have some issues um, when you're playing next to LeBron. But uh, his shooting, I think, you know, is a, it was a big part of this. How many threes did he hit today? I think he had two threes or three threes. I can t- uh, two threes tonight, two for two, seven for 13 from the field. Um, he was fun. He was, like, and he, you know, brings a lot of energy to the game, like you talked about. Um, but do you see that as well? Do you think his jumper is sustainable? Or is that kind of something you think will go uh, – will come and go because I think that's like that's huge if we can get Thomas Bryant threes uh which he hasn't made them yet this year but that would you know that would be a big boost to to the starters um if if we if we can get that at some consistent rate the you know I don't know if Thomas Bryant making three after three is going to continue but (laughs) it is kind of nice to just look at the box one out of three yeah can I get one out of three well I mean overall I was just gonna say like just look at the box scores Lakers were 11 for 27 from three obviously not a lot of attempts but 40 percent yeah uh from three and then I think in that Nuggets game they were like 35 percent maybe 38 or something so Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) And that's kind of coming from all over the team. Like, Christy made two threes. Schroeder made two threes. Bryant and Schroeder um, and Christy, like, doing anything for behind the line uh, consistently while AD is out, that's just going to help them at least, you know, if, you know, they're struggling in, area, in other areas, that'll keep them at least in these games. Yeah, and so you brought up Max Christie. Oh, boy. I was, you know, I went to the, uh, Play the kid. South Bay. Huh? Play the kid, yes. Who, which was actually meant for Austin, but uh, you know the Lakers just draft so well, you can kind of uh, move that around to whoever you want. I went to go see, you know, South Bay play here in Ontario. I was hoping Max Christie would play. Oh boy, I can forget about that. 
I think, seeing Max Christie in South Bay for a little while because, man, does he show that he belongs. Um, two, I believe he hit two threes, very confident. How about this, Donnie, at the end of the game, putting Max Christie on Bradley Beal. Not saying we had a ton of options. Troy Brown obviously wasn't in the game, only played 10 minutes. I think Troy Brown's rotation spot is uh, very interesting, even with AD out. But how about Max Christie, you know, guarding Bradley Beal to close this game? No Kendrick Nunn minutes. Obviously, he looks out. Patrick Beverly was out for an injury. But Donnie, is the Max Christie experience real to you? Is this a, is this a, a real rotation player for you? I think if you combine Christie's age with Reeves' age, um, you're okay. only barely above LeBron James. Um, and those guys <laughs> kind of just uh, kind of tormented That's Brad. interesting. They kind of tormented Bradley Beal tonight in kind of a weird oh, yeah. way. Um, Reeves was insane on Beal at certain different times. Um, and also, this is kind of a sidebar. Did you kind of feel like that some of the Lakers, like especially Reeves, were kind of taking an effort, extra effort towards uh, – Beal after he did the the smallest too Oh yeah, small. the 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 exaggerated too the, small. I don't think most, I've ever seen someone like all the way go all the way down to the floor to like show how small I, it is. I was genuinely scared for how Shooter was gonna react. It was so disrespectful. <laughs> like he that was not only did he go all the way to the ground where there was like only a centimeter separating his hand from the floor, but he he mm-hmm. took his time with it. I thought the refs were gonna have to call a delay of game. Yeah, and then we put, you know, we put Dennis, uh, we put Dennis on Beal for the next two possessions. That didn't go well. Um, I think Beal drew two file, two fouls, and we're like, enough of this. We switched Austin onto Beal. I think he drew an offensive foul. Um, but yeah, I think you know, it, Donnie. I think we've been talking about this a lot. Like the bar is so low. Usually when you have LeBron and AD together, but even with just LeBron, let's just get some dudes who aren't, you know, six one um, and small and you know like just put some regular size nba players out there and if max christie is hitting threes like that's it's out of the question i think that he should be playing and it looks good he you know they were one of them was a relocation three uh where rush drove and the other one was in the corner he took another three which i think got blocked um and it's just he's just low usage right like it's you watch dennis on the floor and he's gonna you know just cannibalize so many possessions and if you can find more low usage guys like max Christie, who again is a rookie, and it's not great that he was your best option down the stretch on an all-star player on a supermax deal. But I think he's a legit player, right? Like I think this is a guy that should be in our rotation going forward. And I feel like me and you were speaking about this. Um, I can't, I, I can't even remember what stretch of games it was where he was kind of sneaking yeah. into the rotation a little bit. Um, but I mean, even in those games, I felt I had seen enough to kind of say, like, okay, like, I know him and, like, Patrick Beverly obviously aren't the same player whatsoever, don't play the same position whatsoever. But it's like, right. I'm just, like, watching, I'm like, Max Christie has made more positive plays <laughs> in this t- small amount of time that he's received minutes than, you know, Beverly's done all year. Um, and, yeah, he's really, like, really impressed me. And if this is, like, you know, he's not only making these threes, but he's shooting them with, like, a lot of confidence. So, I mean, if this continues, then, yeah, he's got to stay in this rotation. And like you said, uh, I think there's a five-game road trip starting with the Christmas Day game. Uh, he will not be playing with the South Bay Lakers during that entire time. Uh, just there's no no chance. 
Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, Anthony, I think you know, I think you're up here as well. Uh, chime in, you know, on believe you wanted to come up and and talk about uh, Max Christie. Yeah, yeah, I only have a, a quick second here because I have to record the lowdown and get to bed at a decent hour. But um, <laughs> so I think the Christie thing is fascinating. I think he deserves a bunch of credit, obviously, because he's playing really well. He fits seamlessly, yeah. right? You know, just a three and D wing who just gets out there and 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 does as much as he can with very little time on the ball and is super effective whenever he does have it. I'm really impressed by how little hesitation he has in shooting it. Um, Mm -hmm. That's pretty rare for somebody his age in this kind of a situation. But, like, I think, like, you look at the kinds of players who have succeeded so far this year, right, and who have looked the best most consistently, right? It's it's the – and Christy obviously outperforms expectations, but he looks good out there. Austin Reeves mm-hmm. looks good out there. Uh, Troy Brown, when he's you know when 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 he isn't making some of the dumbest plays imaginable on offense, he looks good out there. And like, I don't know how many different ways that we can say this, but three and D wings <laughs> seem to work the best with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's a, it's the craziest thing. It's wild, honestly. Like Lonnie Walker is built like people. You know, they were talking about how uh, Patrick Beverly was going to be a three and D wing at like six foot one, but like Lonnie yeah. Walker is actually that. So, like, you just look at the players who were having all of this success around LeBron, around Anthony Davis. the <laughs> The blueprint is there. They've won using yeah. the blueprint, and now the the blueprint is showing itself again. And it's just like I, <laughs> I don't I don't know how how obvious it has to get. That, that this is the type of player who works next to LeBron. I understand you want some creativity. I thought Schroeder played really well tonight. But, but mm-hmm. man, like, just get more of that, please. And, and <laughs> don't like, draft anything else. Don't sign anything else. Don't trade for anything else. Just go get a bunch of that, and let's see how this works out. <laughs> down, the, down the stretch where, like, us getting beat on the boards and stuff like that, Nothing about the game tonight screamed, you know what, we need another guard in here. Like we need to we need to get another guard in the rotation in that game. There was there was a rumor like last week where it was like the Lakers were interested in Terry Rogier, and I swear to God I threw stuff. Like I, I'm just like, why? Why? You were, why are you, you were interested th- in this person? He's six just, foot one. <laughs> just when you were thinking all the trade rumors were wings, and all of a sudden it's like Terry Rozier. <laughs> it's just like, like just just get people who are taller than six foot four and can knock down the occasional three pointer, and I promise it's going to work out around LeBron James. This isn't some you don't have to like they just they just uh, invented what was it nuclear fusion last week, right? Like that's this wild theory that people thought was maybe possible like fifty years ago. And they've been pursuing it forever and ever and ever. And finally, it came to fruition. But in this case, the Lakers actually have the, the, the equation that has worked out. The NBA actually has presented the equation that actually works out with LeBron. Just get him people who can knock down open shots and who aren't outright disasters on defense. And he's going to do really good things for you. And you just look at the types of players who are most consistently succeeding around LeBron and that's the exact formula. It's just like, why? It's really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I sound really frustrated right now and I'm really happy that the <laughs> Lakers won, 
And it's really cool that Max Christie is, is performing at this level and, and yet another win from Jesse and Joey bus with that, yeah. with that scouting department. It's wild what they're able to pull off. But when you think about it, if all that scouting department focuses on, and it seems to be the case here, if all they're focusing on is like six, four ish players and up who can defend, who can shoot and like a bonus is if they can create a little bit, if that's all that they're focusing on and those are the players who are working here, it's not some, it's not some just overwhelming miracle here. It's like, this is, this is what's always worked around LeBron and please dear Lord above whoever it is that people pray to like, just go out and get me more players like that. And I promise it's going to work out. I know it sucks with AD being out for a while now, but I think if they mm-hmm. do turn like Pat and Nunn into Fournier and Reddish, like I, I, I do think they'd be able to make it work for this stretch while they're out. Yeah, you know, that's the that's a tough part. But, you know, <laughs> Max Christie being good is, is crazy. Like after getting, you know, Austin last year and Max being this good. And to your point, Anthony, closing lineup tonight, I think, you know, you learn a lot about what a coach trusts in the lineups he like kind of by what he goes to uh, in go time. Closing tonight, Austin, Lonnie, Max, Braun, and then Thomas Bryant. So none of those guards, you know, no Dennis Schroeder, no Russell Westbrook on the floor, all dudes who are low usage so that LeBron can have the ball. And you're right, that's been the formula. We were talking about this in the other space as well, that like, you know, people get this idea that our closing is a LeBron 80 screen and roll, and that's just never what it was. It was a guard screen for LeBron, and tonight it was Austin because he can kind of create in that mid mid area. So, no, you're right, and Max looks like another guy they've kind of found, and Max being better than, like, Troy Brown is uh, – <laughs> I don't think is a great thing, but, like, he, Max being better than most of our, like, vet men kind of guys, uh, that's a tough thing to kind of swallow, but he's been he – was, he was really fun tonight. Hey. Last one last thing. I promise. I promise. It's like one last thing, and I, it will actually be one last thing. But I do think that, like with with you know the stretch that they have ahead of them, and and we're all just kind of praying for five hundred basketball for the yeah. next however long that it that it takes for AD to get back. Um, like there is no more messing around here. Mm-hmm. They, you know, AD presented a margin for error. Right? He's the ultimate yeah. margin creator on defense. And, um, you know, with the way that he was approaching offense, he was, he was becoming a margin creator on offense, but that is not the case anymore. Like you have to, you have to optimize every second that you possibly can out there. And like, I don't think it's a coincidence and, and I, and I'm not, this isn't me saying like, I'm hoping for Pat to be hurt. Like that isn't the case at all, but I don't think it, it's a coincidence when the Lakers have like one fewer guard available um, and two fewer guards, actually, because Kendrick Nunn didn't play. It's it's not a coincidence to me that Lonnie looked the way that he did too, right? Mm-hmm. Where where he was able to just go out there and he he looked freer out there versus the guy who was spotting up, like the best athlete on the on on the floor for the Lakers more often than not, um, outside of AD. Like that guy is is you're turning him into like Peja Stojakovic. Like this is this this is what you're trying to do. Like it's just I. I, I think, again, you know, whether it's turning him into Fournier or Reddish or, or I, I don't think Bojan's on the table because I don't think the Lakers are going to be trading first-round picks um, while AD is out. But just just getting those guys out of the rotation and allowing some of these guards some breathing room 
and allowing Lonnie Walker to operate the way that he was at the beginning of the season um, and, and just kind of simplifying that guard rotation and opening up more wing minutes for the Christie's of the world. And, and, and Troy Brown can be super um, negative when, and I thought tonight he was terrible, mm-hmm. but like there are also nights that he starts and the Lakers beat the Milwaukee Bucks, Right. So like turning, turning, you know, whether it's those guys into wings that are on different teams right now, or just turning those guys into wings who are currently on the Lakers. Like it's just, they, I, I know Darvin Ham probably really likes Patrick Beverly because of his approach, veteran leadership, yada, yada, yada. But like, I would much rather try to optimize Lonnie Walker and I would much rather try to optimize Austin Reeves. And I would much rather try to optimize LeBron James um, with more with with better wing play and just more wing play and like the days of any kind of tweaking and and testing and and all that stuff like that's out the window you have to survive the next month Mm -hmm. and whatever while AD is out and I I don't think you survive this little stretch here with with Patrick Beverly or Kendrick Nunn in any way shape or form. Yeah, that was gonna be the next thing on my list. Did uh, either of you, or Anthony, if you have to go? But like, if do either of you notice the Patrick Beverly missing tonight? Like, I really was watching this game, and like, I don't think like the difference between Austin and Patrick. Hell Beverly, yeah, I noticed. Like, <laughs> I mean, in a in a bad, I didn't in a see bad him out way. There smoking layups. Nope. Like, of course nope. I noticed he wasn't out there. It was fantastic. Was it was saying, awesome. I noticed in a great way, Raj. Noticed in a great way. That's what, and again, and that's again, what I meant. Like, I know he's injured, but like like Anthony said. Yeah. It's crazy what happens when there's just like one guard missing, or you know, like even even honestly early on. Well, actually, no, I forget what I was gonna say. I was gonna say without Shooter, it the like guard lineup kind of just made more sense. And then I kind of felt when Shooter came in, a little bit of weird. And then like you know, in these games without Beverly, it just makes more sense. Yeah, and we didn't start you know down you know ten to two or whatever. I think we were actually up uh, in this game, and I think Austin had two early threes. As well, it's just like the difference between Austin and Patrick Beverly. If there's if there is any, I'm not sure if you guys believe there is any or not. Uh, but even if there is any, I think it's so marginal compared to like the offensive, you know, the offensive advantage you get when he's on the floor compared to Beverly. You get better ball handling. You get obviously better shooting. His chemistry with LeBron in ball screens or inverted ball screens are much better, and it just flows our offense better. We don't start off, you know, so handicapped. Uh, but I don't know. It feels like Darvin Ham is pretty set on like Patrick Beverly starting. So I don't know how, do you guys think Austin will continue to start uh, when Patrick Beverly gets back? Or is, is this something that's just, I guess, for this game? I I honestly have no idea. I mean, that one day, I don't know what game that was where he kind of said like, he said pretty confidently like, yeah, this is going to be the starting lineup for a while now. Or like he said something along those lines. So I, yeah. I would think- Then we lost like four in a row, so. I, I would mean. think if he was confident while saying that, that one game, if, if um, Beverly was to be able to play tomorrow, or even if it's two games and if he's able to play Wednesday or something like that, I'd be surprised if two games would shake him. I, uh, I hope it does. Um, mm-hmm. But one little side note, you said like, you know, it was a pretty good start to the game. And I feel like you tweeted something along those lines and we might've talked about it, but uh, LeBron came out like guns blazing energy wise to start mm-hmm. this game. Um, he was extremely engaged and like, I really didn't know what I was going to see. Like I felt like last year there was a lot of times, you know, AD's out and LeBron just dejected when, you know, the Lakers need his energy most, but that was not the case tonight. There was one play he had like, 
he was like, I know this is really simple, but he was running back really hard um, after a make or even after a miss for the Lakers offense. Kind of, and I felt like that's always kind of been an issue. You know, when we have bad transition D, you kind of realize like, oh yeah, LeBron hasn't gotten back, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, he also had a moment where Russ, Russ did something. I think he like might've threw a ball and it got deflected by a, was a defender or something. And he mm-hmm. got mad at himself, and then LeBron came up to him and was like, nah, man, you're fine, and kind of slapped him on the chest. And I was like, all right, LeBron is invested. You know, even with AD out, <laughs> LeBron's in this game. I know that seems like it's, you know, not asking too much, but um, I felt that kind of made a difference, and he kind of held that energy all night, I felt like. Yeah, and I know this is like a psychotic way to watch the game, but I was pretty, like, I, LeBron was great tonight, and I was just so bummed, like, we're getting this LeBron right when AD goes out. You know what I mean? Like they were like AD was obviously on this linear track and just playing arguably as the best player in basketball. And then, you know, LeBron was taking his time kind of getting up to that point. And now LeBron reaches like whatever this peak is and we lose AD for a month, Donnie. Like what the, what the hell, man? I, like that, I, I will. That bugged me all game. Watching yeah. LeBron drive and like get contact and hit reverses and stuff that he just wasn't doing early in the year has his like twitch back, has his like, quick moves back and, and in transition obviously he stayed as a monster but just seeing him in the half court getting downhill I'm like man it would have been just so great to pair this uh with the AD we were getting I know that's not a fair way to look at this but well I yeah. mean speaking of watching the game in a depressing way I mean there was a lot of instances to feel AD's absence um I mean yeah. Brian and and we haven't I don't even know how Anthony came in here didn't mention Damian Jones Brian, Damian Jones both had great games. Damian Jones really didn't play yeah. that much, but in his um, was like 16 minutes. I thought he played pretty well. LeBron connected on to, uh, with him uh, with some chemistry between the two that was definitely not existent at all um, to start this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with their good play, there were instances where they kind of had attempts at the rim that were generated by a good drive by like LeBron or Schroeder. Um, and yeah. it was like one of those things where they just miss at the rim. And it's like, ah, you know, this, this should be AD and this should be a basket. And then kind of on the other end, especially in the first quarter, um, I felt like the Kuzma and like the Wizards were kind of just getting easy stuff near the rim via pick and rolls. And it's like, ah, man, like this Thomas Bryant, that's a lot, that's a big difference from uh, Anthony Davis. So, you know, only win this game by two, but and I kind of feel like I'm going to be saying this a lot in the next few weeks, but with AD, I kind of feel like this would have been a real easy win. Yeah, you know, to me, a big story tonight I had, you know, one of my final notes was I'm really glad, like, our solution tonight wasn't let's go LeBron at center. Um, and I'm really happy that wasn't, like, the conclusion we came to because that's something we were running even when AD was healthy. Uh, I like that our solution tonight was let's go Damian Jones for a couple minutes, let's go uh, Thomas Bryant, obviously, at center, rather than going to LeBron at center and four guards. I think, like, this is a much better route to go. Uh, I think it also keeps LeBron a little bit more fresh, him not having to play the five, not having to bang with guys uh, all game. And he was, you know, it, it sucks, again, like I said, but he's been great. And, Donnie, you know, your your point, I think the plus-minus always is a loud stat, but kind of tells LeBron a plus-10, Austin Reeves a plus-15, uh, in a game that comes down to the last shot. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think that was huge. And Damian Jones still just – I don't know, Donnie. He's like a second late on, like, everything. Does that make sense? Like, on the lob – like, his he, jump, he jumps for lobs like a second yep. later than I think, like, he should. 
Uh, he gets, like, he tries to protect the rim, but, like, he's a second late to where he fouls. Just moves a lot slower or reacts, his reaction time is a lot slower than I think a guy who's been that big for a while should be. But he got, I think, three dunks, a bunch of lobs. Like, again, his his bar and what, like, should be expected should be very low. Just bang with guys, catch lobs, dunk, um, and, you know, just play that traditional drop coverage and, Hopefully he can re-enter the rotation so we don't have to be super small every time. But you see that as well from Damian Jones. It's a, it's a frustrating rod. He was four for six somehow. And I feel like he bobbled like five passes or something. Uh, right, like, only one turnover. It, but. I don't know what it is. I mean, it is exactly what you said. He's not – like he's very athletic. And I don't – like he's not slow. Like I would almost argue like like if you're just going to put Thomas Bryant versus Damian Jones in a race like down the court, I kind of feel like Damian Jones might win, but his reaction yeah. time is so bad. Um, he had one rotation where he was the last guy under the rim and he was just like five steps behind, like what he really should have been. And yeah, he has those moments. He even, he did have a dunk on one of them where shooter kind of just put it right in his bread basket off a drive. And like mm-hmm. even that play where he rose up and dunked it, I was like, that took a little longer than what it needed to be. Like, you're lucky nobody, like, knocked the ball out of your hands before he even rose up. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you said, like, hopefully he can play well enough to stay in the rotation because he is still a big body, and the Lakers mm-hmm. going to need that um, to just replace AD's, you know, input. But, um, you know, in this type of game, I, you know, there's not going to be many front courts or at least center positions, you know, bigger and taller than Kristaps Porzingis and Gafford. Um, so if yeah. they can kind of go toe to toe with them uh, and still get the dub, that's that's a good sign moving forward. And we'll see. I I just wrote the preview for tomorrow's Suns game. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's questionable and he's missed the last two games, so probably he'll probably so he'll definitely play. play. Yeah, he'll, definitely play. He'll appropriately play for this game. Uh, Devin Booker's also questionable, so we'll see about that. I think he missed two of his last four oh, games. Let's let's forget about let's forget about that. Right, Devin Booker is playing right, tomorrow. Right. That's, it's not even not even he's probably that. he's probably got some people coming from LA to watch the game, let's be real. Um and then he'll go back <laughs> to LA with them right after or something. But yeah, um we'll see. I mean they'll be needed if Aiden's playing and then if Aiden's not playing, I feel like we kinda have a pretty good advantage in the front court, honestly. Um with Brian Jones, I kinda feel like the uh Suns are really lacking in that department without Cam Johnson and them not much um, behind Aiden, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is the stretch. Uh, obviously, you know, AD Shams, I think, you know, reported one month. We'll see if that's it. But I think they play like ni- 19 games. Well, it was including this one, so 18 I know, games. I don't know what's going on anymore. AD is assistant coach yeah. now. I, I don't really know what AD is <laughs> actual diagnosis anymore. I, I'm just, I'm just going to leave that up to, to the gods, I guess, while, while we try and get an actual update. Yeah, we won't we won't know. That's the frustrating part. We would like we would like some kind of, you know, more structured timeline. I don't know. Maybe we'll get that tonight. Maybe we'll get it tomorrow. You, you never really know. It's crazy, Donnie, because like again, I haven't spoken since this, but like he played. You know, he not only finished the quarter, he like left to the locker room and came back, which is you know, not really I think usual for an injury that you know goes really that severe. But uh, yeah, they're gonna have to make up you know ground without him and. If Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones can step in in, in some way, I think, you know, that would, that would be huge. We're getting LeBron, I think, back to whatever his best level is. He's not going to be, you know, as engaged defensively every night. But I think, like, we're getting, you know, the best LeBron we can get. And, Donnie, can we play 500 basketball? Our, you know, the teams coming up aren't 
crazy. Like you look at the schedule um, going ahead. I tweeted it again. It's like 19 games. Um, a lot of that teams like right at 500. Uh, a lot of teams, you know, that, you know, should be kind of winnable here. Uh, I thought tonight was a must win. Almost blew it in the fourth. But they play Phoenix, you talked about. But then they play Sacramento, Charlotte before playing Dallas, who hasn't played great on Christmas. Um, I think Lucas sat the other game for rest management. And then they play Orlando, Miami, who's under 500 still, Atlanta, who has all other issues, and they play Charlotte again. Donnie, there's some, there's some wins to be had here, right? Yeah, for sure. I think um, another important thing to mention is like once I think it's that Mavericks game on Christmas Day starts a five-game road trip. So yeah, I really want them to kind of like these next few games. You know, even if they lose like against uh, the Suns tomorrow night. Um, and, like, even if they lose against the Kings or something, please, God, don't lose to the Hornets at home. Um, but just in that these next three games, I kind of want them to, you know, figure out what what the rotation is, is going to be and what they're going to be overall, like, identity-wise, um, while yeah. they're playing without AD. Because, you know, if they figure that out before this five-game road trip begins, then, yeah, like, they nail down a rotation, they figure out what's going on, and then they kind of just go up, you know, go at it on that road trip. Like you said, not the craziest run of opponents. Definitely nowhere close to that six game road trip, you know, that included all those teams uh they went through recently. So yeah, I mean five hundred is the goal and if they somehow flip that goal without A D then even better. Yeah, I mean I'm you know, I think, you know, teams like this, you have to win. I'm not really expecting a win in, you know, in Phoenix tomorrow, second night of a back-to-back. So we'll see. Uh, close with this. Donnie Russ, you know, didn't play the last seven minutes of this one. Uh, Darvin Ham, you know, elected not to close with him. Was that – get your thoughts first. Was that just, you know, because Russ was playing poorly, you know, through that third quarter, beginning of the fourth, is that – he just liked the fit better. We talked about with Anthony, the closing lineup kind of fit better. Um, and then, you know, brought in, I think, Dennis Schroeder before putting in uh, Austin, Max, and Lonnie as the guards next to Bron and TB. Uh, what do you think? This is this, you know, he sat all the fourth against Detroit. Or is this just Darvin Ham's going to kind of flow this through each game and kind of uh, go, you know, decide the closing lineup that way? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on in Darvin Ham's <laughs> mind. I mean, my opinion is, I've told you this. I, after watching um, the debacle of that 76ers overtime and then um, the Celtics game recently, like, I'm sorry, but his just talent and profile does not fit alongside LeBron and AD or insert whatever center here alongside LeBron. Um, it just doesn't fit in the crunch time when it gets slowed down and you need all the spacing you can get. I don't just, I just don't think it's, feasible to have him out there in these, you know, fourth quarter moments. Um, and <laughs> sorry, but even if it's the Pistons and the Wizards, really bad teams, uh, recent results, the Lakers are 2-0 and when we do this. So results are kind of speaking for themselves, despite how bad the opponents are. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just sign out. How about, you know, Austin hitting two clutch, you know, floaters at the end. But I, you know, I, I've said, I've tweeted before, our, our, clutch, our crunch time offense, I don't know, it's crunch, clutch, same, I think it means the same thing. Uh, crunch time offense, I believe we were last in the league. Uh, our crunch time defense was also like 27th. Uh, so that's a really bad combination. We're like minus 35, 
you know, in crunch time, uh, which is just an awful net rating. The teams around us are like teams who are tanking. And I think, you know, uh, this going back and forth, like it makes sense for a night now. I do think we need like a set closing five, maybe one or two players, you know, can switch with that. But I think we saw again, not just with Russ, Dennis Schroeder as well. Same issue, right? Can't shoot the, uh, I was about to say the Knicks, uh, the Wizards, <laughs> I was thinking Porzingis. The Wizards put Porzingis on Dennis Schroeder as well, and then the offense just runs through Dennis Schroeder, which is just not what you want down the stretch. So um, I think it's interesting. I think, you know, going back and forth, and we'll see how it goes the next games. But um, Darvinham obviously decided that was the closing lineup he wanted to go with, and um, we got, you know, we got a win out of it. And we'll see if we can kind of continue to get some wins uh, going forward. AD again out indefinitely hopefully get an update today or tomorrow austin reeves um donnie i think you shared it in here austin reeves he intends to play through the ankle soreness uh but he'll see how it responds overnight that would be a huge loss we don't get uh, if we don't have austin tomorrow and then lonnie walker came back so hopefully those guys can stay healthy donnie that's all i had do you have anything else from tonight tomorrow for phoenix um you predicting a win tomorrow? Um, not a good win tonight. Uh, Suns. I, I gotta, I gotta see the injury report. Hopefully, we get um, Lenyon Gabriel black back. Uh, that'll be yes. very good for the team. Like you said, hopefully Lonnie and Austin play. It'll be really interesting to see um, if Gabriel and Beverly are healthy and how that kind of changes the rotation. That's like I said, if those two guys get healthy, Ham's got some things he needs to figure out, and I would definitely love him to get them figured out um, tomorrow against the Kings and then in that Hornets game before that road trip starts. Yep, sounds good. Um, and we'll see if they can get a win tomorrow. The Lakers win tonight over Washington by two, you know, after a late Thomas Bryant bucket and a Kyle Kuzma miss uh, in transition. This has been the Lakers SBN postgame show, and we'll see you guys after tomorrow. Thanks for listening.